All right, hello and welcome to The Shrug. I have an exciting announcement. I have just launched my blog. It is jazzshrug.com. I have me and my friend Megan. She is also working on the blog with me. So hopefully you'll be getting some great things from us coming in the following, well, I guess forever. I don't know how long you commit to these blog things. I do know I own the domain for Jazz Shrugged, and I think it's for forever. I think I have to pay yearly, so I at least owe it, like own it for a year. <laughs> Yay me! <laughs> Which is great, whatever. But so moving on. Tonight is a Friday night. I have got my two buck check from Trader Joe's. I'm feeling good. I have a friend that's singing me show tunes all night. I happen to be obsessed with Les Miserables. Um, one of my song favorite songs is On My Own, and my friends are doing a great rendition of that, if, even if they don't know the words. I am so obsessed with Les Miserables. I have Jean Valjean, I think that's his name. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it in a really long time now that I think about it, but I did like it so much when I was 18 that I tattooed Jean Valjean's prisoner number on my ankle, which, you know, in hindsight was not a good idea. But my cousin and I got matching ones, and it really cemented our friendship. So, you know, 24601, who am I? I am 24601. It's, it's, a great, it's a great musical. If you haven't seen the movie, you're missing out. Russell Crowe, he's great. Hugh Jackman, also great. So, great movie. Oh, and Amanda Sunfred and that red-headed guy that played Newt. Why can't I remember Eddie Redmond? Duh. <laughs> that guy, he played Newt, I think is his name, in Fantastic Beasts, which I've seen that movie so many times, and I still don't know what that movie is about. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I, I really still don't know what that movie is about. Nonetheless, here we are, enjoying our Friday nights. Friday, right? Yeah, no, now technically it's Saturday morning. I am waiting on some wings and french fries to get delivered. Thank you. Ow. Thank you, Dash Pass. Honestly, this is the end of me. Getting DoorDash all the time has really just ended any kind of semblance of a diet I had. I can get anything I want delivered to my house. What? Are you, are you kidding me? I can get whatever I want delivered. Okay, within reason. Some places aren't open until 2 a.m., which, you know what, if I'm a restaurant, I'm, if I'm open until 10, I'm probably just going to stay open until 2. Just kidding. It's a bad idea. I order from this place called Zio's a lot. It's here in Plano. They make wings and pasta. I only order the wings. They're the only wing place that's open late, so I have to get my wings from them. Luckily for me, they make delicious wings, which is so great. And like I said, I get my wine from Trader Joe's and I'm having a great time. Um, you know what? I don't remember what else I was going to talk. Oh, no, I feel like I had something to talk about. And I told it. Oh, my God. I remember what I was going to talk about. I have been watching The Office finally. So let's back up like four, six, six years. Final answer, six years. No? How old am I? Oh, yeah. Final answer, six years. About six years ago, I was dating this guy, right? And we were supposed to watch The Office together, but he kept watching the shows without me. And so I never actually knew what was going on in The Office ever. I just kept seeing random episodes. Finally, this year, six years later, I decided to sit down and watch all of The Office. 
it has been the most cringe as well as kind of like sad thing I've watched in my whole life. Like the whole Jim and Pam story just makes me cry because that romantic element just, ugh, it's given me unrealistic views on romance. And then Michael Scott is such a cringe character. I don't even know at what point we thought that that was okay. Michael Scott is not an okay character. He actually makes me so sad and legitimately it hurts me to watch him do things. He like, <laughs> and there's things you hear, and this show's obviously been on for a really long time. And it's surprising. You know, it's actually on its 15th year anniversary. And John Krasinski actually has a, a show that he does on YouTube called Some Good News. And I think, or yeah, it's SGN. Yeah, that's the color in the background. And it's actually a really great show. So if you need some good news, like he gives some really good news. And plus you get to see Jim on camera again, which is always a great time. I love John Krasinski. But I think I was on the episode. Yeah, it was the wedding episode where Pam and Jim get married. And I legit was like, oh my God, like, that's what I want. Like, I just want to get married at Niagara Falls. Like, oh, amazing. Like, I just... It really did give me unrealistic expectations for love, especially because they're so, they are so in love in the show. Like they are best friends and they have such a healthy love. It's like, oh my God, this isn't like a, you know, and at first, like, because I hadn't seen the show, I always thought Jim and Pam was this awful thing, but it turns out like Jim and Pam were actually pretty respect-ish, respectful during the time Pam was engaged to Roy. They were pretty respectful. I mean, he did come out and say, like, hey, I have feelings for you, and he kissed her, but she did, you know, she was like, eh, you know what, don't, and everything. I, I don't know, I just, I feel like they were actually really respectful about it, and he, they all did their best, especially with where they were in their lives, and he left after doing it, and she said no, like, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, like, stick around. I mean, that's great, and she really did, Pam really did give, try and give Roy another go, and Roy was the one who fucking flipped out. Freaking Roy. He tried, y'all. He tried, but no, no. He clearly wasn't right for Pam, and she was supposed to be with Jim with any, anyways. And then the episode when Jim finds out Pam is pregnant, and he starts crying, and he's hugging her. I'm like, man, if the guy I get pregnant with next, if I get pregnant again, isn't acting like Jim, like, I don't want it. Like, I just want a Jim, y'all. Just get me a Jim. Like, it's not so hard. Especially because I kind of look like Pam. We've got the same hair. It's not, this isn't difficult. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I, um, I've really enjoyed watching The Office. I cannot stand Angela, though she's kind of growing on me throughout the episodes. Her love for cats is kind of adorable. I have now two cats. I'm taking care of my friend, Cat, who I believe's name is Amaya, but I call her Cat. I don't even... I don't even call her anything but cat, and I've had her for like five months, and I also just got my other friend's cat. She couldn't take care of the cat anymore, so I took the cat off her hands. His name was Kovu, but I have previously now changed it. Previously now? Same thing. I've previously now changed it to Pancake, and he actually seems to really like it. He responds to it. See, he just popped up right now. Maybe you can hear him purring, because he likes to sit in my lap like a little dog, and then he likes to paw at me, which I think you call kneading with cats because they use their little paws and they knead you. It's great. He sleeps on my neck at night. Everything is great. I love him. He looks like a little leopard. Everything is fine. 
I'm not saying I'm anything close to Carol Baskins because I'm not going to call you cats and kittens, but she fucking did kill her husband. Which, why wouldn't you? I mean, he was worth $5 million, right? Like, and he was trying to divorce you? Yeah, I'd kill him too. Okay, not true. I, I would like this to go on the record that I would never kill a person. I can never go through with it. I've made an oath to protect people. I actually don't know how she would have done it. I mean, there was, was a lot of opportunity, and I've only really seen like four episodes of Tiger King. I can't, I couldn't watch it. The amount of like idiocracy in that show like hurt my brain I felt like I was losing brain cells watching that show so I only got through about half and I was like you know what she did it I'm moving on <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore sorry backtrack to the office Kevin I think is a funny character he's just so unaware and Oscar is a great character because you have to have your token gay person and I'm on the episode now, it's the Christmas party, and he's crushing on the only other gay person in the office, which I'm really glad that they gave him another person to crush on. Um, I think Ryan's kind of a piece of shit. He's adorable. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love him. But I think he's kind of a piece of shit, the way that he leads on Kelly. But, like, Kelly seems to enjoy it, too. So, whatever. Kelly can't stand her. Daryl is probably one of my favoritest, favoritest characters. He's just so, like, nonchalant about everything. Dwight's really cringeworthy, just like Michael Scott, but, and you can't just say Michael, you have to say Michael Scott, because there's a whole nother, whole nother thing to that. I like Erin's character, I think she's the same girl that plays the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I've watched maybe two, two, two episodes of that, and I couldn't stand it, because it made me really uncomfortable. I'm glad you like it. Oh my god, guys, Modern Family just ended. I didn't even know that, because I haven't been watching it. In probably four years but apparently it just ended and that's kind of sad to me it's sad to think these shows end it means these lives that we follow for so long and i love phyllis thinking about lives i like i love phyllis and phyllis is still a stance and her and bob vance are amazing together bob vance of vance for refrigeration um i think they're so cute they also give you like an unrealistic idea for love you know they go to lunch with pam in gym one day and they have a quickie in the bathroom and you're like man that's all I imagine for myself is someone who is my best friend someone who's gonna dance at weddings with me who's gonna wed me <laughs> and have quickies in the bathroom on valentine's day with me that sounds like a really nice that sounds like a really nice life I says that say <laughs> I didn't get a wedding when I first got married I um I, we opted out of a wedding and, you know, thinking back, I was doing it just to make him happy. You know, I didn't want to be high maintenance and want a wedding. And now, now I'm so pissed that I didn't like advocate for myself. And my friend is going through this right now. She's like, well, I'm not happy. And I'm like, well, then don't fucking stay. And like, don't be somewhere you don't want to be happy. And my boyfriend finally just watched Perks of Being a Wallflower. And in it, Paul Rudd's character says, we accept the love we think we deserve. And I've constantly been saying that to people. My boyfriend now finally gets where I've gotten that. But, like, we really do. We accept the love we think we deserve. And we deserve so much more than we give ourselves sometimes. And, I mean, it, we accept not just the love that we deserve from other people, but from ourselves. Like, you deserve to love yourself. You deserve to want want more from yourself or love yourself. I don't know. It's so hard. And I don't know why it's so hard for people, but I had, I had this realization the other day where something, something almost like clicked over. It's almost as if a switch was turned off 
or turned on, I don't, I'm not sure, in me. And it's that we kind of create the universe that we're in. We create what we think. We create where we are. And that's finally what drove me to start my blog. It's what drove me to start asking brands to work with me that I really like. Ooh, I've drank a lot tonight, y'all. You probably couldn't tell. But I'm also trying to support local, like it's what's driving me now is this idea that we create a lot of things that we end up with. And I have this desire now to never accept anything less than what I think I deserve. And I, I know I'm kind of a hot mess most of the time, but I'm also so much fun and I am so enthusiastic about life and I'm so good at being good. I feel like I am good at life. I feel like I get it. I feel like I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be present and you're supposed to engage and you're supposed to strive and you're also supposed to rest and you're supposed to enjoy. And I feel like I get that. And I feel like I can offer people so much in that realm. And I feel like sometimes people don't see that. And I think that's what makes me so mad, especially because I can notice that in other people. Like my best friend, she is the most supportive, loving, wonderful person, but she doesn't get a chance to show that because people just squash that in her. And I say people, I mean boys, but then again, she also chooses the wrong boys. I just finished. It's an audible original. It's by Mark Manson. It's called love is not enough. It's a great listen. If you're not doing anything for about six hours, you could probably finish it in four if you speed up the time, which is what I tend to do because I don't like the normal sound. Anyways, I, I finished it, I think, about four or five hours. It was really good, though. It's, you know, Mark Manson's talking to these people as they go through some of their issues, and you realize that some of these issues are just self-made, and you're like, oh my god, I can break the cycle. I can be the person that stops this, and I don't have to accept any of this, and you don't. Let me tell you something really fucking easy to understand. You can change everything tomorrow. You could change it all right now. Okay, maybe not right now. It's one o'clock in the morning, but you can. I know I changed my life trajectory when I told my husband or ex-husband that I wanted a divorce. I changed everything that moment when I finally said I want a divorce. I know everything changed really quickly when I got my own place. And I just started to date and decided to start dating and get a new job and go back to school and do all these other things. Like my life was constantly in this state of change. And so sometimes it was really hard for me to get my bearing, but I finally did. I feel like right now I am so anchored in who I want to be. I want to be this person that exists at the highest frequency. I want to learn and I want to love and I want to have fun And I think everyone should feel that way. And I want to love, man, I want to love so hard. And I want to be so present. And I want to want people and not need them. And I want people to want me and not need me. And I don't think that's a hard thing to want from people. And something just, I don't remember what it was exactly, but something changed in me one day where I realized I don't need anything from people. I have everything I need for myself. I don't, I don't need validation. I don't need to continuously seek validation. And I don't know if that's what you do. And I hope it's not. I hope that 
you don't feel you have to be constantly validated because you're enough as you. And you definitely deserve to have a person that's your best friend. You know, Pam and Jim, best friends. I don't think they constantly seek validation from each other. I think that's why they work so well. Again, it is a fictional show, but it can be translated into real life. I think a lot of times we just get in these toxic cycles because we ourselves are toxic. And I know I was toxic for a really long time, and I'm really lucky that my boyfriend now, you know, he kind of went through it with me. And don't get me wrong, he's not perfect either, but I'm definitely not perfect. But he he's worked on it, and he's helped me work on it, and he's been such like this, like, basically he's like this backboard I played tennis for a really long time, and the thing about tennis is if you ever play against a wall, you are never going to be better than a wall. The wall will always get it back, and I feel like that's kind of what life is. You're always going to get these sounding boards that are always going to be better than you, and you're always going to be constantly learning, and I think that's great. You should be constantly learning. You should be constantly expanding, but mostly you should be aware, and that's actually like a big ideology that comes from Alan Watts. He has this thing he calls backwards law. And it says that we're constantly looking for the next thing. And that's why we're never happy in the present moment. You know, I, I just challenge you to, to be happy with right now, to stop thinking about the next thing. And if quarantine has done anything to us, it's made us slow down, realize that normal wasn't fucking working. And that it's okay sometimes to not constantly be on a hedonistic treadmill. Don't get me wrong, like supporting local is a completely different mindset than I need to continuously buy things. Supporting local is something that goes far beyond just a hedonistic value. It is a altruistic value. You think, these are people that live around me. I want to be a Texan supporting Texans, so that's why I'm going to buy local, you know? I don't quite remember what I was talking about, but, oh yeah, I was talking about Alan Watts and the backwards law. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's not, these ideas are pretty simplistic in what they are, but they're really hard to, like, apply, and I think that's the problem, is it's really hard to apply pretty simple ideas, and a lot of times we let things like ego get in the way. I know for a long time I let my ego get in the way because I was so prideful or whatever, which you think... Pride and Prejudice being one of my favorite movies, I would have gotten over pretty quickly in my pride, but whatever. Um, I let my pride get in the way of a lot of things, and then I finally, like, dropped all of it. I finally, like I said, I had that switch, and I haven't been the same since. I don't know what changed. I don't know why it changed, but I'm a lot happier for the change. I don't give rat's ass about much of anything. Not in a bad way, but in a thing that didn't matter outside of me. Things don't matter. I am not going to treat people like shit because that's just not who I am. Like, I know my core values. My core values are integrity, honesty, you know, altruism in general, and mindsets. I think mindsets are a big deal. And that's, now I remember, that's exactly what I was talking about. Texans helping Texans. We've, again, switched from, I, I was used to be pretty hedonistic. I drove a Mercedes and it was an old Mercedes. Don't even get fooled. Like this was not any classy Mercedes. It was simply a status symbol, a dumb one. Okay. Don't fucking do it. You know, I drove a Mercedes and I was buying Michael Kors, but that shit doesn't matter. Like what matters is, you know, you going down to your local boutique and helping support them so that they can support their kids and whatever. Like, and we're starting to realize that we're starting to realize that 
Capitalism isn't in in itself isn't a bad thing. We made it bad by creating status and basically going to a class system. We don't have to do that. Like fuck that shit. It's dumb. And we don't have to marry for status anymore, which is super nice. We can marry for love and we can choose not to marry someone. We can be with someone that we want to be with. And there's a lot of people that are in love that are not together and a lot of people together that aren't in love. And I can attest to this because I was in a marriage where, you know, at first I really do think we did like each other or at least were in love or some form of that. But it, it definitely drifted to something else that wasn't anything resembling that. And we still were keeping it going. And you shouldn't ever have to do that. I can say that because I've done it. Like you shouldn't ever have to be in something you feel like you have to be in. There are days you have to sit there and go, love is a decision. I have to choose you even when I hate you. But if you have more days where you hate someone, you probably should reinvent the wheel here. It's, that's not normal. And that's a lot of relationships that I notice, like a lot of my friends have is that they are with a guy that they're like, he doesn't have the same values as me. And you're like, then why are you with him, sweetie? Like, you don't have to be with someone that doesn't have the same values. There's 7 billion people in the world. You're going to find someone with the same values. And if you don't, you're going to find someone with much similar values who's not going to treat you like a piece of shit and make you feel bad all the time. And I know I am, I was bad about that too. I would find someone with like one core value that I really enjoyed, plus a cute butt or something, or that I found really, really, really hot. And I was like, ooh, I can't let this person go. They're so pretty. Like, I'm not going to find someone this pretty again. It's like sweetheart you know beauty is in the eye and the beholder and like you're gonna find someone who's much better suited for you you know I like to think my boyfriend now is pretty suited for me but I also don't have the stake in him the way I I I did before and other boyfriends it's like I'm gonna give you everything and if everything isn't enough then fuck me right no it's hey you know what I hope you continue to choose me I want to keep choosing you want to not need to I want to keep choosing you and I hope you want to keep choosing me And I think that's a beautiful place to be because if it's not working, you can walk away. And that's a nice feeling. It's a nice. Okay, so obviously this wasn't a very long recording. And it's because my wings are here. So I just want to end with, you know, this idea. Y'all should all look up Alan Watts. He has this book called The Wisdom of Insecurity. It's a very good read. It's quick but it'll give you things to think about, especially during this quarantine time where we are changing all of our perspective, we're changing all of our values, and you should be. And we're experiencing a shift in things that we didn't even realize. And I implore that you do that too. Also, not gonna lie, please check out my blog. It's jashrug.com. I have my book of poetry and short stories on there. It is $5 for a lifetime of having it. It's a PDF copy. It's about 40 pages. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, sign up for my site so that you can always know when I'm posting blog posts and whatever. But again, it's Josh Shrugged. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you remember to shrug it off because we never had to take any of it seriously. <laughs> it's so pretty to think so, but we, we never did. So good night, y'all. Shrug it off and have a great rest of your night.